the big thing that's going to happen is that X is going to become sort of a bank. And when I say bank, it's likely going to be a bank for US dollars, but also for crypto. That's going to be powerful because if you have currency on the app, it's a lot easier for X to get people to spend money if the money is already in their account. For those of us Tesla investors who are curious about Elon's purchase of Twitter and subsequently turning it into X, Tesla's and Elon's efforts into AI and how X can and will be helpful to Tesla. Our guest today has a unique vantage point, having been early as a heavy user of X in its early days and someone who Elon communicates with regularly. Brian Krasenstein is a journalist, entrepreneur, influencer, as well as an AI and tech enthusiast. He has 770,000 followers on X and runs several organizations. While he's active politically, in today's episode, we will not be discussing any politics, but rather, we're going to learn more about Tesla, X, Elon, and AI. Welcome, Brian. How are you it's doing? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining me. Um, so one of the very first questions I want to ask you just this minute, uh, Elon replied to you. So, you know, you have been very much a, um, you're, you know, a, a big part of uh, X, previously called Twitter. Today, we're going to go through all of the changes uh, that Twitter has been going through now that Elon purchased X and rebranded to X, all the changes. I want to get your opinions on everything. But um, yeah, well, tell me, what do you think is the biggest thing that has happened to X and uh, why is it such a big force in this world? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing is just Elon taking over. I, I think that's kind of launched all sorts of new initiatives on X. Uh, namely, it's being changed. The name was changed, right? X. But I, I think that the revenue share model that they've implemented, as well as community yeah. notes, uh, kind of getting more amplified than it was before. I think those are probably two of the biggest changes thus far. Okay, and then so tell me, let's let's break it down, right? So creative uh, creator revenue. Um, do you, you know, obviously, uh, companies like YouTube, uh, share revenue with creators and it's obviously very, very successful. But what I find about X is that any person, <laughs> you can even have a small account now and they've made it that you only have to have what 5 million impressions over three months and you can already, uh, share in revenue. And I've got friends who have, you know, less than a thousand followers and already making you know, 25, 50, a hundred dollars. Um, but then there's people like you that can really turn this into a real career. Right. But the question I've got is like, I ha there are complaints that people are saying that because you're actually sharing revenue now, uh, you know, you're, you're not, you're motivating, not just quality content, but also these stupid, silly memes. You know, if Elon was a cheese, what kind of cheese would it be? He, <laughs> what you what you're thinking? Yeah, so I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I think that some people are being motivated to post some pretty crazy content or content that's not super valuable. But I, I do think that in the end, I, I think as advertisers kind of figure out what content they want to advertise against and X itself starts deboosting or boosting certain content, I, I think we'll kind of get away from that. But yeah, there, there's always going to be people posting memes and making money, but I don't know if memes are really that bad. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of meme-like YouTube channels that make a lot of money as well. I, I, I think the thing that really differentiates X from something like YouTube is like you said, like just normal people that aren't really creating videos, you know, like it doesn't have to be videos. You can just be typing a few words on your screen and that's actually making you money. I think X is pretty much the first platform to monetize that sort of content. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're such a heavy user of X, you communicate with uh, Elon regularly. So I've got lots of good questions to ask you. I want to cover community notes um, and uh, more information about that. So let's just kind of like set the stage, right? So we had Twitter that's been around for a long time. And then we had Linda Yaccarino being hired uh, finally by, uh, by Elon. And we're going to go through every single change um, that X has done since that acquisition in October. This is going to be one of the first episodes that really walk you through each one of those and get your commentary on it. So let's start with Linda Yaccarino. What was your thoughts when um, Elon hired her? I, I think she's very capable. And of course, X has had issues with advertisers, attracting advertisers who come back after some of them may have left. Uh, so I think she was the right fit. She has this background in advertising at NBC Universal. 
um, I, I think that she'll be a good fit in kind of doing doing the day-to-day operations, handling that while Elon kind of gets to innovate and come up with ideas, you know? So like, you don't want Musk having you spend all of his time dealing with legal issues and with, with just, you know, the, the day in and day out business operations. And I think Linda would be a great person for that, as well as reconnecting with some advertisers that might, might not be rubbed the best way with Elon, but I think she kind of has what it may take to bring some of them back. And I think we're starting to see that. Yeah. I think we are starting to see that revenue. It seems to be going back up. There was a major loss because of Elon, I think, uh, just uh, you know, not handling the transition well. But um, she brings in the gravitas and she's got that relationship. Uh, so what's your thoughts on the rebrand? Um, that was the a big deal. That was a really gutsy move. Um, Twitter's been known for such a long time. It's well-loved brand. I know it's got um, kind of that, you know, that negative concept about it being... Um, you know that, that you know that that it was very restricting certain uh, and and shaping the community kind of conversations that are happening, but rebranding it to X. Um, what's your thoughts? And and this this tweet here just kind of just shared that uh, an article showed that revenue actually increased after the X rebrand. What was your uh, feeling about this? Yeah, you, you know, like I don't think it was a terrible idea. Like I, I know a lot of people in the business world are saying, yeah, Twitter had such name recognition over the course of the last, I don't know, what has it been like 15 or 16 years? Uh, why just suddenly change? But X is pretty brandable. One letter like that is pretty darn brandable, if you ask me. And I, I don't think X, formerly known as Twitter, really needs to worry about brand recognition when you have someone like Elon Musk involved. I, I mean, he is like the perfect mm. person to really push things forward and promote things. Uh, I, I don't think he spent a dime on Tesla advertising, right? And Tes- the Model Y is now the top selling model in the world. So I think that says a lot. I don't, I don't think Elon's worried about what ramifications the rebrand will have. Uh, I think it's a positive one in general. Yeah. Okay. And then, so let's go back to creative revenue because I I wanted to emphasize that uh, this 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 addition of creative revenue really is one of the cornerstones of the X rebrand. That it's no longer just Twitter. Twitter is known for tweets, which is communication of information. Uh, it did a very fantastic job of becoming known as uh, kind of the the best place to have real time news. But now that uh, Elon kind of emphasized community notes, which we'll spend some time talking about. But now that they do create a revenue, it, it really is no longer just a communication, right? It's going to be monetization. There's going to be uh, financial. It's going to be the everything app, which we'll talk about. But so tell me about creator revenue. Um, you're all in, right? This is now, you, you know, you've got, you've got a, a show that you're doing. Um, you do spaces quite regularly and you're getting, you're one of the big, um, hitters in, uh, in, in, in X now, right? So tell me about how much money you're making and uh, how much money you know other people are making. Yeah, so like I, I love the idea. Like, and, and back bef- like 2016 and 17, I kind of felt like something like this would eventually come, at least a way for creators to better monetize on Twitter, uh, merely because other platforms were starting to look, look in that direction. So it, I don't, I'm not surprised that it happened. Uh, I am kind of surprised at the way it's happening, the fact that they're basically sharing ad revenue with anybody with impressions, right? Anybody with 5 million impressions over three months. Um, I I made a pretty substantial amount of money in that first payout. Right now, I'm, I'm probably averaging about $10,000 a month or so. So yeah, I, I mean, it could be a full-time job for somebody. Uh, not everybody, obviously. I have a lot of followers, uh, and I wouldn't recommend people quit their jobs to concentrate on X just yet. But there there are multiple uh, ways to increase revenue, whether you open up subscriptions, uh, you can create other content and you can sell ads against that content, say a video uh, independently from X as well. So there are there are definitely ways now that uh, creators might who might be popular on other platforms like YouTube could start at least considering coming over to X and creating here as well. Um, I, I think there's definitely potential, and I, I think this is probably just a start. I, I'd be shocked if, in a year from now, there aren't even there aren't more ways 
to earn money as a creator on X. <laughs> that's a lot of money that you're making. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people on YouTube that's making about that same amount of money. But like we said, it's more democ democratized because people like even small creators can actually get little bits. And it's just not that it's actually not that hard to to start getting out there. So, you know, the it, it's it's it is pretty uh, pretty transformative, I think. Uh, you know, this, I, I've been saying that uh, other than other companies, like TikTok has been trying for so long, trying to share their revenue and they're struggling. They can only do it with select really large creators, um, the branded creators, but the, the little guys, it's hard for them to share it, but Twitter seems to have found a way and that makes all the difference. Um, yeah, and, so, and, and I was just gonna yeah. say, I, I think that right now that it's that 5 million impression threshold over three months, I would not be surprised if they continue to lower that. It started out at 15 million. Wow. I, I think we'd probably see a million and, and maybe even lower than that eventually. I think it's just, they're, they're starting with a small group uh, and then expanding gradually. So if you are somebody that's maybe only getting a million impressions on your post every three months, uh, I think it will be open up to you as well. And you're not going to make thousands of dollars a month, but, but who wouldn't want to take another $50 or something a month just for doing something you do already, right? Yeah, no, I think it's a big deal. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to talk about this, which is, um, so X rebranded, X is becoming the everything app. But the reality is, in my mind, and tell me if I'm right here, is that X was a was Twitter, which is just a communication app, a news app. But there's other apps that are all becoming the everything app. And so who is going to be there first? Um, and so, you know, you have Instagram and Facebook. They created threads. It had a huge pop at the beginning because they just made anybody with a uh, Instagram account being able to easily set up a threads account, which is a clone of X. Um, in my mind, it was more like, you know, it's, it's inevitable that every app is going to be the everything app. And so, you know, it's who's, you know, if you've got photos, you've got videos, you've got communication by text, you've got long form content, you've got monetization, um, financial transactions, you know, eventually Instagram's going to do all that too. And so who's going to get there first? Uh, any thoughts or comments, commentary on the, the Threads appearance and what they tried to do? Yeah, I mean, Threads just blew up on the scene. Uh, it had like 100 million users within the first like week or something like that. But uh, since then, it's died out. I think people got a little bit bored of it. Uh, there's definitely a lot more color to X. Uh, a lot more, uh, a lot more engagement takes place, and and there's there's controversy on X. I think much more so than on Threads. Um, I think what the problem with Threads is that it, it sort of became more of an echo chamber, just like like there's some other social media platforms that are echo chambers of maybe the right. I feel threads kind of became an echo chamber more maybe on the left. Uh, and, and even though there are people on both sides that argue that some of the things that X does, I, I think X has a pretty good uh, variety of types of people with different views. And, and I think that's healthy. I, I prefer that over echo chambers. Yeah. So let's talk about that then the echo chamber issue, because there's obviously a, a uh, initial impression and rightly so that Twitter was you know putting their finger on the scale and then uh being very careful about what people can say and then you know not and, and banning people right you, you yourself were bad right uh, from twitter uh at one point and then some people were permanently permanently banned of course famously trump was uh done that and then uh but then now with x coming in at elon there's that perception that he's uh been promoting the extreme right uh, contra controversial uh, opinions that he has and that he completely, you know, fired as many people as he could, 70% of the Twitter staff who he felt was all their job was to moderate and to kind of uh, censor. Uh, but, you know, what I see, and I don't know if everybody sees it this way and understands is that with community notes, it really leveled the playing field. And so for those who don't know what a community note is, that if you send out a tweet and X now calls them posts, um, there's a group of people that can put a tag, attach a note to your tweet, to your post, 
And and then the the way that that works is that I can create a note, you can create a note, but the ones that's voted up and the ones that's actually tagged is the one that has uh, both equal number of people with opposing views who agree to the language that you use, and it has to have references, uh, cited references. So if somebody says, and Elon has been tagged, and um, the president of the United States, Biden, was tagged with a community note, if they say something that's absolutely wrong, a note is plugged in, and it's voted up and it's shared there. And it basically says, you know, that ad that you just saw is, and it also, even in advertisements, you know, it's completely crap. That's not actually the product. Here's what the product looks like. So it's like, it, it, it really just motivates people to say the right thing. Otherwise they'll be embarrassed with this. And so with that, don't you think that it's now a level playing field or do you think it's still, some people think it's under, I know you have a lot of opinions about this, please share. Cause you know that there's a lot of people on the left the Democrats who have left Twitter because they're so angry with uh, Elon thinking that he's so far right. Uh, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so like, so before Elon took over, the argument was that Twitter was favoring people on the left. Elon takes over. The argument is that Elon is favoring people on the right. Community Notes comes in, and I think it equals things out. Uh, I Nobody's ever going to – everybody's not going to be happy all the time, right? So – I was banned from Twitter. I was on the left when people on the right were being banned. So I kind of felt like when we were banned, we were maybe banned to make an example. Maybe Twitter thought, hey, we'll ban somebody on the left. We won't get as many complaints. But uh, overall, I think Community Notes is incredibly powerful. I would kind of describe it as sort of a Wikipedia for post, uh, where you have different people adding content based on sources and then kind of debating over it in the back, grant, back end uh, before a community note goes up. I'd like you to see community notes uh, go up quicker and also be used for tweets that might not be getting as much engagement. Uh, but I think overall, uh, it's a net positive for sure. And they just rolled out, I think yesterday, uh, the ability for community notes to be placed on a specific video. And if that video is rep reposted by somebody else, those community notes will actually follow that video. So gradually, I think community notes are getting more and more powerful. It's making people think twice before making a post because most people don't want to be fact-checked by a community note. So the best way to not be fact-checked by a community note is don't post things that aren't totally true or don't post things that are out of context. Uh, it's definitely, I feel, the way forward here. Uh, instead of just banning people for posting misinformation, I feel that allowing people to post information and then either de-boosting content based on reports or allowing for people to community note them and give the sourcing and give the truth. Yeah, I love it. I think it's it has the real chance for X to become, to have that path to actually truly become, you know, the you know, the public square that's equal on both sides and, and much more accurate, like real facts. Because the whole issue about our uh, the world that we live in, especially the U.S., is the whole you know misinformation disinformation that just took over the last several years? It's really sad to see. Have you yourself, Brian? Have you have you actually been community noted yourself yet? Uh, yeah. So I, one of them was for con context. <laughs> so they added context to it, which which it, it didn't really it didn't really mean that my post was inaccurate. It just added some context to it, which I actually welcome. Uh, I'm I'm glad people do that because. I, I'm the first one you say, if, if I am community noted, I want to know and, and I'll correct it or delete the post. So I, I feel that a lot of people on both sides of the aisle feel that way. Okay, let's go through some of the features. We're going to go through every single feature that's been changed. We'll pick out the ones that we like and, and share that information uh, because there's so many changes, right? I mean, you got to admit, everybody needs to admit that he fired 75, 80% of the staff and yet they are spitting out new features left and right every day. And you'll see the list. It's a long list. And we're going to kind of go through it. But one of the examples is just in the next two weeks, this is the new feature that's coming out. Elon announced that you can now do video and audio calls coming from Mac. So right now you can direct message each other just like you can in every app. But you know, very soon without a phone number needed, you're going to be able to just do one-on-one -on -one video calls, one-on-one -on -one audio calls, with each other. And of course there's the spaces, which is like the public audio calls and, and then eventually even public video calls. But, um, you know, and some people, when they hear this, they go, well, yeah, everybody does this already, but Elon seems to think that this is going to make X the effective global address book. And that the set of these set of factors is unique. Uh, 
How big of a deal do you think this would be? I, I think if done right, it can be a really big deal. And, and I, I do agree that it could act as a sort of global address book. Uh, just because it's, it's so, it'll be so easy, you know, like if I want to contact somebody, I can just, I can just log into X and, and find them on search for them on X and then contact them. Uh, of course there's some privacy concerns, like, like you don't want somebody to be able to call me. I don't want somebody, one of my follow, all of my followers to be able <laughs> to call me at any time, you know? Uh, but I, I, I guess if there's, if there's good, uh, ways to sort of limit who contacts you and when and how, I think it's it's going to be a powerful new feature on X. Yeah, him calling out a global address book. Uh, you don't need phone numbers if you have an account. And again, like you said, if I, if I say anybody can contact me or I can say just the people who follow me or the people I follow, you can contact me. Yeah. I mean, you and I can have, I don't know. It doesn't yet for me, I'm not yet convinced that this is a big deal. Um, I, I guess eventually it will be because, uh, you know, this whole, this whole, <laughs> the Holy grail for you and I are both startup people, uh, in software and others. And one of the big Holy grail everybody wants is that global contact list. And there's a lot of people trying to do that. And it's, uh, it's not quite that easy quite yet. It hasn't really happened. And so maybe, you know, I will say that people don't realize that one of the biggest value of X is, um, you know, a nobody can talk to a somebody. I mean, right? I mean, you, yeah. not that you're nobody, because you're, you're, for me, you're a somebody, but you know, like you have had spaces where you're speaking to really, right, celebrities that you would never be able to do. Who are the people that you've actually connected with already that you just shake your head? Well, I mean, obviously Elon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've spoken to Elon a couple of times on spaces uh, over the course of the last few months. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of big people in politics. Uh, I, I have a few interviews lined up that we're going to do some spaces on. I just don't want to say who they are yet, but yeah, like it, it's crazy how easy it is to actually communicate with people that you normally wouldn't be able to. And I'm not just speaking about myself. I mean, I have a lot of followers, so I have a little bit more access to people, but even people that have like no, a couple of followers, you can get up on a space, uh, raise your hand, get invited up. And before you know it, you can be talking to somebody like Elon. I, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen, which is really cool. And also, if people have their DMs open, so many, so many people that you think wouldn't respond to their DMs, they actually do. Uh, so it's definitely something that kind of equalizes the playing field for yeah. everybody. You responded to my DM. And you got seventy-seven thousand followers, and like I'm nobody, and like you, you know, and that's how I got a hold of you, and that's why we're here together. So it, it really is just opens it up. I I had, had a conversation with Walter Isaacson, who's a biographer for Steve Jobs and uh, Einstein, and now is going to be releasing a book on uh, Elon Musk himself. Um, you know, just anybody. Like uh, yeah. I have a friend who had a medical issue. She sent out a note and there was a radiologist replied back right away and says, I can answer any question you have. Um, I mean, you know, that's what social media does, but there's something about Twitter because you can go into X, you can go into their person's profile and you can really understand who they are based on the kinds of posts that they've been making. And you feel, you know, you know them. And then there's so many subject matter experts. There's so yeah. many subject matter experts and that's the beauty. So let's go through each of the X uh, features that's been out there. Um, curious to walk you through and this is going to be one of the few shows out here that's going to walk you through every single change that's happened to to x and to help us do that luckily x themselves linda yaccarino did this post just the earlier this month or last month and they basically said you know the future of x is the pace of innovation that's what matters and it's unbelievable how many changes that they've made with such a small team in just the nine months that they've you know, taking over X. Obviously the first three months had to be there to write the ship and make sure it doesn't go bankrupt and it's still not quite yet cash flow positive. But you know, here's here's uh here's what they, they required. So I'm gonna go through each one of these. Um let me let me flash in here a little bit so we can see it better. Okay. And then uh you know you you've been here. You've been here for such the beginning. So in October that he bought Twitter in November first thing they added to do is legal verification turned into a subscription model. This whole idea that in order to stop the bots and the uh, spam that was happening, that if you, the, Elon has been saying the only way to do this is if you can um, have people be verified and they pay $8 a month to be verified. And that 
you know, that dollar per month is what uh, makes sure that this is a human because you can't have farms uh, paying that many people uh, to download the app and just automatically be a user. What's your thought on, on that verification process? And um, a little bit controversial, but it's funny because now we're seeing all the other social media companies now saying that they need to do this as well. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree that it's definitely something that's going to be needed, especially when AI starts uh, propagating throughout the internet and, and bot activity starts increasing. Uh, something people don't realize is that the verification process actually cuts down on a lot or a significant portion of the more hateful content. Because if you put a credit card behind your account, you're going to be a little bit less likely to post something that you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally say, you know, in a public square. So I, I think that's, that's sort of an outcome that uh, is also coming from the verification process. Okay. We're not going to go through every single one, but the second one here is important. Elon shared a bold vision for X. Basically, when he bought it, he said, X is going to be the everything app. It's going to be not just, you know, communication. And it's, gonna, it's going to be a financial transaction. I think that that's really his major vision because when he founded PayPal, uh, 10, 12, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, I guess at this point, uh, he left PayPal because they, they had, he had a difference with the board, right? He said to the board, I think this should become, this should replace banks, which is so old and legacy and takes so just a long time. And they take cuts on transactions. <clears throat> and then PayPal said, no, we think we should just be person to person, uh, you know, money transfer. Uh, what's your thoughts on his everything app vision? Yeah. I think that like the big, the big thing that's going to happen is that X is going to become sort of a bank. And when I say bank, it's likely going to be a bank for US dollars, but also for crypto. Uh, that's going to be powerful because if you have currency on the app, there's so many different things that can be done. And it's a lot easier for X to get people to spend money if the money is already in their accounts. So I, I look forward to that. I think that's going to lead to quite a few additional monetization options for creators. Yeah, I think we talked about it already that everything app is, I think the ultimate thing, no matter if you don't agree with it, every app is going to become an everything yeah. app. That's the way it's going to be. Even some people are arguing Apple is already the everything app. They're obviously adding credit cards, news, all that kind of stuff. So, okay. In December then, um, the big ones here is community notes. It rolled out worldwide. I think that that was critical. Now, it, you know, just to be fair, Twitter had this feature already. Uh, they were working on it already. Do you know of anything that X or Elon did to community notes that really made it more special than what Twitter initially had plans for? It's hard to say. Like, I, I don't know what was happening behind the scenes. Um, I, I think just the fact that he made it global and, and rolled it out and, and made it normalized on X, I think that was big. Okay. And then in January, if we take a look at this, um, just basic stuff, I think it sounds like here, there's lots of little things here. Anything here that pop out to you? You know, the for you and the following tabs replace home and latest. So let's explain what that is, right? So the, well, I'm, I'm forgetting already. I mean, yeah, so I thought they were the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I guess the for you replace the home and the following. Uh, and so we, instead of seeing the latest from your followers, it's just re, renamed following, which is basically the same thing. I, I don't think it was really too much difference there. So for you is meant to be the ability for X to personalize and then they choose what you think they think you should like. I don't like it. I don't use it very often, but people are now finding that it's changing over time with AI and being much more precise that they're enjoying it. Do you use the for you page a lot? Yes. I, I use the for you page, uh, pretty much a hundred percent of the time. Uh, really? I, I have noticed that it, it has gotten better. I think that the biggest change here is that the algorithm changed and, and they're using different variables within the algorithm. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think it's bad. I, I think that some of the content is content I disagree with, but that's mostly because I've engaged with that with that user before. So if you're engaging with a user, then there's probably good reason you want to see that content, even if you disagree. Yeah, let me say that the promise is that if they use they introduce more AI, more intelligence, it's going to show you things that you like and you want, and then you should be able to cater it, right? You, he promises that you, if you don't want 
you know, certain topic that just, you know, raises your blood pressure, it, it will eventually not show up for you. And it's going to be personalized your experience versus other people's. So, you know, I was going to ask you, what is the way that you would optimize for unregretted minutes, which is the vision and mission for X? Elon has been saying, right? It's the, the goal of X is to minimize unregretted minutes <laughs> or maximize unregretted minutes. Make sure that whenever you open up the app, you're not sad or hurt or angry. You want it to make you feel good. How would you measure that? And are they yeah. headed in that direction? So, so I do think they're headed in that direction. And I think AI will help them in, in that. Uh, I, I would say like one, one key variable would be how much time you spend at a post. So if I, sp if I go to your your post and I spend a lot of time there and I'm commenting on it, uh, I think that that should probably mean that you should appear in my For You feed. And if I repeatedly interact with you, then you should keep staying in that For You feed. Now, like a lot of people ask me, like, what can I do to game the system? Like, like how can I get in people's For You feed? How can I increase my engagement? And right now there are ways that you can do that, but I feel that it's kind of pointless to concentrate on that because over the next several months and next year or two, uh, these algorithms are going to increase exponentially. And I compare it kind of to Google, right? So like in 2002, if I wanted to do search engine optimization on my website, it was pretty easy to figure out like what, what can I do to get, get ranked higher in Google? It's all about page rank and backlinks and all of that. But Fast forward to like 2020 or 2021, and it's pretty hard to game Google because the algorithms have yeah. gotten so efficient and there's so many variables and there's machine learning involved now that it's you can't really game it. The, the best advice is to produce really, really good content, and that mm -hmm. should be enough to get ranked high in Google. And I think the same will be true on X over the course of the next year or two. Nice. Okay. I appreciate that very much. So in February, this was a big deal, caused a lot of controversy, but <clears throat> Elon and Twitter at the time, Twitter still called Twitter. They allowed that uh, people that, that banned to, that were suspended to come back. Uh, there was an appeals process. They had this new philosophy where nobody should be banned anymore permanently. If you, you know, you, you do a strike <clears throat> again, he, he emphasizes that the app it's whatever's legal, and you can't say anything that's, uh, you know, that's uh, part of the law and all that stuff, right? <clears throat> but, uh, but, but it's also limiting the reach. So it's not that, you know, sure, you can have an account, you can still make uh, tweets or posts, but, uh, you know, it's what did he call it? It's uh, uh, freedom of speech, but um, uh, freedom of reach. speech, but not freedom of reach not freedom of reach, and they will control the reach and how far it goes. So what's your your thoughts on that philosophy? Yeah, so initially when they started doing that, I, I questioned it. I'm like, yeah, there's some pretty hateful people that are being let back on. And I actually noticed immediately like this jump in hate uh, that was directed towards me. Uh, I'm, I'm Jewish, so there were some anti-Semitic remarks sent to me. Uh, it increased uh, after he did that. But to be honest, over the course of the last probably three to four or maybe five months, I feel like the changes that they're making at X, which is verification and also the new algorithms that boost up posts that are verified as well as push down the posts that are more hateful, I don't see as much hate directed towards me anymore. I think that it's working and I would say mm -hmm. that I don't have a problem with what he did and the fact that he unbanned all these people. Uh, I, I think that at the time it was it shocked some people and people were angry, maybe rightfully so. But if you fast forward to current day and you actually look at the amount of hate uh, on the platform, I think things are even better than when he took over. So I give him credit there. Yeah, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Like, uh, you know, it's, at first you're shocked going, why should somebody who's, uh, you know, whatever, let's say a not, uh, you know, <laughs> Nazi lover or something like that, you know, whatever, just screwing, right? Why should they have an account? But uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Um, so that's, they're doing a great job of controlling it. Um, I think it's working, you know, like you said. All right, let's, let's keep moving here. In February, the second big thing we already talked about is ad revenue share program for creators. And they've been expanding that over time while they just built it there. But of course, it was just really the last two months where the money was actually shared with creators. And so now we're all hearing it. The, uh, the big thing in March 
is uh, this bottom one. Algorithm is open source. You know, so this this idea that you know it goes, you know, it's just it's such a black box, and you don't know what rules people have and why your post or tweet gets further further than mine does, and or or am I being shadow banned and you're not, and why? And it did it just happen because of somebody who has a racial issue or political issue or something like that, right? And so he said, well, let's open source the algorithm. Everybody knows exactly the rules that we follow, and then we'll fix it over time if you, people complain about it. So I think it's a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. What was your uh, thinking about that? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I'm happy that they've done that. It's, it's still not a completely transparent, like the algorithm, like you don't know what's behind some of the variables. Uh, hopefully they open source that as well. Uh, there's still, I think, need for some transparency. And I know that it's coming. Uh, Elon said so, but like, like, why was I shadow banned, you know, or why are my posts suddenly being deboosted for the last few days? Like to know those reasons and quickly jump to maybe some sort of dashboard where you can see why was I given an infraction? What can I do to change it? Is like, if you do something wrong, if you don't know you did something wrong, how can you make sure that you don't do something wrong next time? So that definitely yeah. needs to change. But overall, I think transparency is really important. And sure, there's going to be people that try to game the algorithm because now they know the algorithm. But like mm -hmm. I said before, yeah. I think in the future when AI and machine learning really comes right. into play, that it's going to be pretty hard to game the algorithm. And the only way will be to just create great content. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, so now we're in April. <clears throat> And there's so many new things that have happened here. Just trying to pick which ones we should talk about. Uh, so first of all, AI bot, right? So the bots that are out there. Uh, but but what they did was, if you alter the timeline so that only the um, and, and the for you page only verified accounts are able to be shown there, or at least you know promote at the top. Then if you're a bot, and you're not verified, which means that you're not paying the eight dollars a month, which means you're unlikely if you're a bot will do that then you get less chance to be shown to more people. I, I think that we talked about it already, that that philosophy seems to be working, which is shocker. People always think that it's like, you know, but it's the only way to really, uh, yeah, I think with AI progressing today, <clears throat> I think it's proof now that they can already surpass humans. And so none, none of this, you know, check this box if you're, <laughs> if you're to prove to us you're a robot or, or just, you know, pick, pick the parts of this picture that, that you can't do that anymore. So this is the only way. But this idea that you can um, you can get subscriptions. And so there was this concept that as a Twitter user, I would have people who follow me, super follow me, and they would pay me a certain amount. But just changing the name from super follower to subscriber, it's, I don't know, what happened, Brian? It feels like, it feels like it's become a common place now. I've, I've got subscribers, people paying me three bucks a month. Uh, and I know you do too, but it seems like we're not the only ones. It seems to be quite a number of people. It's happening. It's turned into a thing versus before it wasn't even though it was available. What was to change? Yeah, so I, I, I think number one, Elon really pushed this. Uh, he subscribed to a lot of big influencers. And, uh, and I think that alone kind of got people talking about it. Uh, I think changing the name to subscribers uh, also kind of let people kind of know more of what it's about, right? So like Substack uses subscribers, I think Facebook does. So it, it was a term that people are more f familiar with uh, than super followers. Uh, I like it. I, I think that it, the concept of it's growing. I think there definitely needs to be more features added to what subscribers can offer. But uh, I love doing subscriber-only spaces. Like I, I do them all the time. And, and it just allows me to connect with the people that are really interested in what I have to say. And it's kind of like a community. Uh, I, I like yeah. it and I think it's going to grow. I guess the negative, the, the counter to that is that all of a sudden content that used to be free, your spaces that free, now you're creating content, your spaces, which is a group audio phone call that you're restricting to behind a paywall, only the people who pay it. And so there is a little bit of that uh, concern that, you know, everybody who has subscribers will reserve some of the really good content that they would normally have just shared just for the subscribers but um so you know yeah i i, I think that's definitely a, a fair concern I, I i know that for me i i don't think i do public 
X spaces any less now that I'm doing them privately too. I think the private ones are more kind of like a, just a relax and just talk to the people that are subscribing to you about whatever you want yeah. to talk about. Okay. So May, lots of really incredible features just pumped out by May. <laughs> just too many for us to talk about. But again, this is just shocking because typically in the old Twitter, you would have like one new feature every six months. Here, it's like 10 features in this one month. So everything changed, right? So now you can't, you don't need to just send, um, you know, a small number of words per tweet. You can do long form posts. You can have media attached to posts. You can have large video files now uploaded, uh, ability to direct message with, with additional emojis, um, encryption happened, uh, but for the, for the, for people who subscribe, who have verified, you can yeah upload two hour long videos, voice demos, um, now available voice DMS, uh, you know, really cool. And then the big one is video. So Twitter is no longer, or X is no longer just short form content text. It, they're competing with YouTube. Now they're competing with TikTok, and they're competing with Instagram because you can actually do long form videos, but all the features that you would expect with a video, right? Playback speed and picture in picture and high fidel high hd hd and all that so again what's your uh any comments here on anything here that is a favorite of yours any feature here that you love <laughs> yeah so i i i'm glad that they're amplifying video and they're, and they're adding adding features to video i do think that there needs to be more done of course i think that discoverability is really limited on x right now so if i want to find a video about i don't know polar bears like there's not really a way to do that that's really accurate. Uh, they also need to allow for creators to, I think, curate their videos more. So like have maybe a separate stream on somebody's profile of their videos uh, and maybe allow them to curate them in unique ways. Uh, I've noticed that like longer form videos, they don't get as much, uh, as much viewership uh, especially all the way through as short form videos do. Uh, so if they want to really attract some of the larger YouTube creators, they need to figure that out, maybe put video more front and center. Uh, but yeah, like all, all these features are, I feel building towards something that is better and that could definitely be used by you, vid, video creators on YouTube. Uh, so I think we will eventually see them coming here. Uh, one other thing is I think they need to add in video advertising for videos. Like without that, you're not going to get the Mr. Beast over here. You're not going to get some of the bigger time creators on YouTube because, uh, yeah, earning revenue from a post on X is one thing, but the rates are much higher when it comes to in video advertising. Yeah. I, so they're adding it, they're making a big push for it, but it's, yet to be seen whether or not people will go to X to actually watch an hour long video. Right. People go to YouTube, they will watch short form and long form because that's there. It's a TV channel. That's what they associated with. Twitter was, it's still very much about this short form info and, and it's going to be a while before people realize, Oh, I'm going to come here. So we'll see. Right. Cause when they add the video yeah. tab, can that then become, like I said, an everything app? And so now the people who do want to watch long form, there's an ability. So we'll see. But right now it's not working. Still early days. Still early days. We'll see what happens here. So by June, several months ago, um, lots of things added. The big one, of course, is Apple TV posted their first episode of their TV of Silo on Twitter. We know that somebody like, uh, I think maybe we'll, we'll see this, but Tucker Carlson is now showing his shows here. You've got your own Crescent cast. Are you going to be, are, are you thinking you're going to be, um, you know, X exclusive or are you going to be like YouTube or what's your, what do you think that chances are that real creators, real producers will move and create real shows? Like this is Apple TV. We're talking like, you know, real yeah, deal so, instead of the TV channels. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, so I, I know I'm going to concentrate almost all, all on X. Uh, I do think that some things need to happen before some of those larger creators come over. Uh, yeah. I don't think Tucker's making a ton of money. Uh, it, but if, if there were in, in video advertising, he would make a, a significant uh, amount of money more. Uh, so those are things I think that, that they need to concentrate on. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we have our show. We're going to continue to produce uh, interviews and 
pretty much only post, I do post them on YouTube, but my YouTube channel is small and, and I don't really concentrate on that very much. So it's my main focus will be X. Okay. So now we're getting to uh, July, which is just last mo- a couple months ago. And uh, just look at this list. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, look at this one, job listings. So organizations can actually list jobs and eventually there might even be dating being added here too, right? They're getting rid of features that nobody's using. You know, they're really exploring this stuff. Um, expanded our enforcement philosophy of freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. Um, so I guess that's uh, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think that that meant? I didn't really understand that in July they did something to really, really enforce that. What, do you know? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm guessing that maybe they continue to de-boost some of the more hateful content. Uh, but yeah, like they never really elaborated on exactly what that meant. Okay. And then the big deal was the revenue payouts to content creators. So that really just happened in July 13th. And uh, everybody was freaking out because they're getting paid. Money's coming. Paychecks are going to people. And like I said, not just to everybody. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people got paychecks. I barely made it. Um, and then I eventually started getting some. Um and, but it's like I said, it's just crazy because, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big, uh, I've got 30,000 followers, so I'm a decent size account, but you know, not, not somebody who tweets very much at all. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then, uh, what else is here? The, the reduction of spam, do you think it's worked? Has there been a reduction of spam? Yeah, I, I think it has. And maybe the spam's still there, but that whole freedom of reach thing, right? So now that spam is mostly going into the show more show more replies section of the comments under a post so before where it might be boosted more towards the top and people would actually see it now you'd actually have to click show more and then see it so it's cutting down on uh the views of the spam significantly hey there thank you for joining me if you can please consider supporting this channel so i can keep it going it's a lot of work arranging all these amazing interviews one of the easiest ways is just to click that join button and become a member of the channel thank you very much let's get brighter yeah i absolutely feel like there is less spam and less bots i I, i'm feeling i'm really happy actually when i play when i'm in twitter because i am what I what I love about X is just uh, the quality of information is amazing. I learn every day. Somebody will post something, articles or information. It's my go-to for that information. Let's talk about spaces. Um, this is a big deal for you. It's a big deal for me. I don't know if everybody realizes that it's a big deal. <laughs> so spaces is this ability to have a group uh, phone call. You use the app, you click in, and you can have thousands of people, even hundreds of thousands in some cases, now millions listening in to a set of speakers. You can be invited up to be a speaker and it's all voice right now. Eventually they may turn into video, <clears throat> but it's, it's just a, uh, an amazing experience. I was part of Clubhouse, which is, you know, they had a, their own company that was focused strictly on that, but they seem to be smaller, you know, intimate. Uh, I'm going to be here with a bunch of my friends. This one is you know, really, truly is like, you know, I mean, you've, you've held quite a number of spaces on very big topics uh, to tell me about the power of spaces and where you think it might go. And I know you actually had a long list of, of feature requests and Elon said, yes, I like all this stuff. And, and tell me more about the feature requests too. Yeah. So I, like, first of all, yeah, I use spaces probably almost every day. Like there's rarely a day where I'm not either running a space or participating in a space or just listening to a space. And it, it is, it, it, it adds this different way of consuming content. Uh, whereas on X itself, like people that make a post, like you don't really get the tone, right? You don't get their tone. You can't have really quick pushback. So people that are making posts are acting differently than they will in a space where you're actually having communications. And something I've noticed is that like, people are so much nicer in a space. Even the people that like disagree with me completely <laughs> yeah. and would say some horrible things in a post will yeah. actually have a conversation, a respectful conversation in spaces because hearing somebody's voice and hearing their intent and hearing their attitude and, and the, their tone uh, goes a long way, I think, in, in communication. So it's definitely helping people communicate and helping people better understand uh, different sides of a of 
uh, argument, right? Uh, there are some things that I'd like to see. I think that right now it's not earning X any money. So it's kind of taking a toll on their bottom line. But I think they could add some advertising, uh, maybe at the top of spaces, maybe allow for, for ticketed spaces again. Like I, I know that was a thing. Uh, perhaps you could allow for ticketed spaces. And if somebody is subscribed to the host, maybe they get in for free. Something like that would go over well. Uh, tipping in spaces would be kind of cool yes. because there's a yeah. lot of great people that say some great things and I'd easily mm -hmm. micro tip them, you know, like it doesn't have to be $10. It could be 50 cents mm -hmm. or something like that. And I think that mm -hmm. once X has this uh, kind of native currency on their platform, I think that's going to become easier. Um, I, if you haven't done a space, I'd say, go, go give it a try. Like I was on clubhouse, uh, before I started Clubhouse, I didn't speak that much. And it just, it helped me better communicate with people. And it, it continues to be a really useful tool for all sorts of people, whether you're in politics or business or crypto or gaming, uh, sports, just so much great communications there. Yeah, I love, I love those spaces. So I started doing uh, twice a week spaces a year ago like religiously every Tuesday, every Thursday, my friend and I would do a space on Tesla, the topic of Tesla. And we got, you know, two to 5,000, 10,000 people watching and rewatching that whole episode. And then you get all these incredible people joining and you bring them up to the speaker board and you hear and learn so much. And then now, right. Spaces is becoming a real thing. So we had, uh, um, What's that? Jim Farley of the CEO Ford come in and announced the partnership with Tesla right on Spaces. We had Mary Barra. You've hosted big uh, politicians to come in and announce our candidacy for presidency or just debate. It really is pretty powerful. And uh, when Elon is there, we're seeing millions of people uh, listening in at the same time. And so this is becoming a real thing, right? What's the biggest space you've held? How many people... Uh, do you think uh, was there or watched it? Uh, probably a, about a hundred thousand. I think we wow. interviewed uh, Jacob Chansley, who was the QAnon shaman that got got indicted mm. uh, at the yeah. Capitol building, and that was an interesting space. It was actually a really good conversation. I took heat from both sides. People saying, "Oh, All you right. shouldn't have had him," or "You like why?" Yeah. You know, but it was a good conversation, and and a hundred thousand people listened to it, and mm. uh, I think it was a success. But like I've had a couple that have been around that. Yeah, it it lends itself well to debates. Uh, you know, having both sides of the party or both sides of an opinion topic to be able to be there. And like you said, it's it does seem to be uh, much more uh, respectful because you can actually mute somebody. So if they, yeah. go, I've had to do that. There was a guy who's drunk on the space. I brought him up <laughs> to the speaker board. He's like going crazy, swearing and all that. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry, but I need to mute you. And boom, he's muted. He's gone, kicked off, right? And so then everybody yeah. then follows, you know, in some cases it does get wild, but you can say, hey, I only will allow you to speak if you raise your hand and there's an order. You know what I mean? It's just so much better than these debates that we see on TV where there's a moderator, but you're not gonna stop people are just going to talk over you. They're going to over talk those kind of things, you know, in this case, you actually have control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I like your whole long list. I really appreciate it because there's a real potential for spaces to even be better than what it is now to really be special. And so if people haven't yet uh, see, seen one of these Twitter spaces, you should come in or X spaces. They're now called. Um, and then Brian hosts quite a number and I do too. So tell me about Twitter coins. So this is going to be the big change. And I actually don't even know it's going to be called Twitter coins. Um, I guess it's not. <laughs> it's going to be X coins. Uh, I, I, I don't know, right? I, I don't, I think I heard that Elon said that it's not going to be crypto based, but it's going to be the ability to have, micro, like you said, micro transactions to do financial transactions that eventually X is going to be like a bank, right? I'm going to be able to put money in it. I'm getting paid already. Uh, I can earn savings on it, interest maybe, and then I can make purchases, right? If I saw an ad, I can buy it. Uh, what do you, what do you see happening here? How you know what? How is this going to be handled? I assume it was all going to be crypto, and now I'm hearing it might not be. Yeah, so they, like we don't know for sure, but like developers uh, have seen seen that in the code, there's something called X coins, and X coins would basically uh, be like this native currency on X. Uh, and it's not going to be crypto. Elon said that already. 
uh, it's just going to be probably something that's a, just, you know, like a token on the system that's really just dollars, right? Or whatever currency you're in, but it, maybe you'll just have a number that's associated with it. Uh, and then from from the screenshots from developers, uh, it appears that they're testing or considering adding this feature where you can buy the little trophies that you can give to different posts. So if I like one of your posts, I can give it a trophy and these trophies cost anywhere from, I think it's like 50 cents up to like $50. So if I really like one of your posts, I can buy some some trophy, give it to you and you basically cash that in for for money on X. Uh, we don't know if 100% this is coming, but it's definitely in the code. Uh, they're at least looking into something like that. But I, I think just having money on X is going to really open things up. There's going to be so many other possibilities, whether X starts allowing you to purchase music or maybe even products, and you can just click a button and it just deducts from your, your X bank account, if you want to call it that. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's probably going to be several more months before something like that's live. But I think when it does go live, it's going to open up a lot of unique ways to kind of interact on X. Yeah. So many, many, many years ago, when Elon founded PayPal, he had a vision. He articulated that vision that he thinks that banks and the financial institutions were very backwards. As you as you uh, get money from another country and it goes through five different entities to get to you, every one of them is taking a little cut, transaction cut. And it takes a really long time, like multiple days, because they're using old systems. I think Elon has a vision where there should not be any transaction fees or very, very, very minimal, like one one hundredth of what it is now. And so what would happen if you put your money on NX and you're not going to just get a 1% savings rate, <laughs> but you can get like a 10%, 20% savings rate or whatever, and transaction fees are so much cheaper, all that, you would put your money on X. And so I think that that's the whole vision. Uh, much less transaction fees instead of buying a product using your, your MasterCard and getting cut 5% cut. You know, maybe it's only a two percent cut or something through using the X credit card. <laughs> right. uh, that I think that's his vision uh, because he's going to use new technology that's going to just bypass all the, the legacy, you know, uh, incumbent kind of slow technology. So tell me about AI. I know that you're very interested in AI. Uh, you were going to start an AI company yourself, uh, but um, tell me about AI and then what? How do you see XAI, which is a new company that Tesla that Elon created? how that's going to work with X and how that's going to work with Tesla. Yeah. So I have no doubt that the next 10 years of technology, uh, we're going to see so many crazy, incredible things, uh, things unimaginable. And I think AI and machine learning will play a huge part in that. Uh, I mean, what we've seen with chat GPT and Google Bard and, and all the other like companies that are coming from, from those ideas of AI, uh, over the course of the last year, that's going to look like child's play compared to what, what's what's coming, you know, in the next two, three, four years. Uh, XAI, uh, Elon's getting into AI. I think that there's going to be a strong connection to X. Uh, so once XAI actually has a model and it's functioning, uh, they're they're almost certainly going to use Twitter's data to train that model. But I also feel that they'll use some of the technology behind XAI to better aggregate posts and better better serve content to people on X. So I think it's going to be a two-way street. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. We don't know a whole lot about exactly what XAI is going to do, but there's no doubt, and Elon said it, that there's going to be this interaction between both X and XAI. Yeah, it's going to be amazing um, if it's done for good. <laughs> but yeah, you can imagine exactly. how just by using ChatGPT and others now, you can see the, the value of instant information in your hands. You thought you had instant information with webs, uh, websites already, the internet, but boy, this is just amazing information that, you know, you're, you'll learn so much. And then a, I can't believe it, Twitter, or I keep calling it Twitter, but just for, for folks, many people don't yet call it X, you know, it already is such a wealth of information and it just imagine it's even more precise. Um, it's not even there yet. And like you said, the other things we haven't even heard about yet. So, all right. Thank you so much, Brian. That was a lot of fun. You have tremendous knowledge. You are one of the leaders who, you know, breaking through the foray of being all in on X. Uh, you're doing very, very well. And so follow uh, Brian on Twitter. 
<laughs> he needs more followers. No, he doesn't. He does. He's going to break a million followers pretty soon. Uh, he's at Krasenstein, at, at Krasenstein. And then if you're a Democrat, he has a website, krasenstein.new.new. Uh, hopefully you learned something new. Uh, thank you so much, Brian. This was fun. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.